Hey, let's look today in the book of Proverbs, chapter number 14. And I, I hope that you are even half as excited about receiving the message today as I am in delivering it. Proverbs 14 and verse 16, the New Living Translation. I love what the wisdom writer says here. He says, he says the wise are cautious. They're what? The wise are cautious and avoid danger. On the other hand, he said, fools plunge ahead with reckless confidence. I want to use as my subject today, living with margin. Living with margin. Father, I thank you one more time for your infallible, your life-altering, life-changing, miracle-working word. God, I know that my words cannot change anyone today, but your word, as we apply it and live by it, literally can. Once again, I pray that your anointing will rest upon the message, the messenger. But God, I pray that you'll give us ears to hear the word of the Lord today. And God, I pray, Lord, that not only will we listen and hear today, but we will put in practice what we hear today so our lives can be blessed and changed. All of these things we ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All of God's people said, praise the Lord. And you may be reseated. This morning. Well, for some time now, I have wanted to teach on the subject of margin. And by the way, I reserve the right to do a series on this subject at a later date. As we look ahead to a new year and reflect on the year that has just passed, and as I was thinking about how that we could, we could make 2019 an even better year than 2018, as I was thinking and contemplating and praying, I was reminded of this word margin. Say margin. Now let me give you a definition of the word margin. And the definition is this, an amount allowed or available beyond, say beyond. beyond, an amount allowed or available beyond what is actually assumed to be necessary. See, here's the problem. That is, most people live life without margin. They base everything on best case scenario. For example, they estimate the time that it will take to complete a project. They estimate that on if everything works out perfectly. Uh, Another example, they estimate their financial plan. They do that on each piece of the financial puzzle fitting perfectly into its allotted slot. Guess what? Life isn't perfect. And people are not perfect. And plans don't always work out exactly the way that we draw them up. So because of that, we need to learn to build margin into everything we do. You know, when I was a young preacher just a couple of years ago, when I was a young preacher, I made statements like, if you're not living on the edge, you're taking up too much space. How dumb was that? (laughs) Now that I'm a little older and hopefully a little wiser, I say, move away from the edge. Move away from the edge and give yourself a little margin. Because you see, if you're on the edge and you make even one little bitty single bobble, you might go over the edge. On the other hand, if you've given yourself some margin and you stumble, you still have room to recover. 
I love the story of a very wealthy man who was hiring a chauffeur to drive his limousine. And he was interviewing three different men, and he asked these three different men. He says, he says hey, he says, I, I live up on top of a mountain. He said, there's a lot of curves and a lot of dangerous uh, uh, places where you'll have to drive. And, and I want to know how skilled and how good a driver you are. And so my question to you is, is how close to the edge of the cliff could you drive me? And the first man said, ha. Ah, Man, I could get you within a foot of that edge. I, 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 I could get you within a foot of that edge of that cliff. Next one, you know, said, huh, uh, six inches, man. I mean, I, 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 could get you, I mean, I could get you within six inches of the edge. Third one didn't say anything. Man said, sir, what, what is your answer? He said, well, sir, I've seen your car. It's very expensive car and obviously you're a very wealthy man and obviously you're a very important man and quite honestly sir I'd keep you as far away from the edge as I possibly could let let me remind you of our scripture for today the wise are cautious the wise are cautious and they avoid danger fools fools on the other hand plunge ahead with reckless confidence Well, I've selected three areas in life where we need to give ourselves some margin. The first one I want to talk about today, and that is I would encourage you to live with margin in the area of your time. Live with margin in the area of your time. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 and 16 says, be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but live like those who are wise. Make the most of your time. Well, we all know that we live in a, in a high-stress society, and, and it's worse here in, in the big city. I mean, I mean, go, go, go seems to be our motto. Faster, 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 we say. But a bigger problem arises because we fail to build in any margin into our time. We estimate travel time with no margin for traffic or delay. We estimate a deadline to a project without, without building, building any margin uh, into it for equipment failure or parts shortages or employee absence. You see, you see, much of the stress that we experience could have been avoided if only we had added some margin into our estimate. So learn to live with, with some margin in the area of, of your time. Hey, hey, get up 15 minutes early. 15 minutes earlier than normal. Start out early. God forbid you get to work five minutes before starting time. I want to suggest three practical tips about your time. The first one I would encourage you to do is schedule it. Schedule it. See, time is a lot like money. Budget your time like you budget your money. Now, when I teach on finances, I say this. I say, tell your money where to go instead of wondering where it went. And the same is true for time. Schedule it. Tell it where to go. Write it down. Schedule it. Spend it wisely. See, we only have so much time. So prioritize your time. Do what's important, not just what seems urgent. 
Do what you know you should do, not just what someone tells you to do. Unless they're your boss. And I would encourage you to do what he tells you to do. And if you don't like doing what he tells you to do, then find you another boss. Hey, give your appointments a beginning and an ending when possible. Don't procrastinate projects. Start them early. Give yourself more time than you think you need to complete it. This is called... Margin. And then, number three, strive for consistency. Strive for consistency. I I try to read my Bible first thing every morning. Why? I know if I don't do it, there are going to be so many other things that I need to be doing. So many other things, so many other people pulling on me and different things and opportunities. and And so I strive for consistency, and I do that by trying to read my Bible first thing every morning. I try to have my sermon outline complete and on Pastor Clay's desk by 5 p.m. every Monday. Make good habits with your time. Build margin into into everything that relates to time. It's, It's amazing what a stress reliever margin can be. Hey, who knows, if you schedule your time and if you spend it wisely and if you strive for consistency, you might have enough margin left over for a nap. (laughs) Or for you younger people, for something to do that's fun. I'm talking about living with margin. How can we improve on this past year? How can we make this next year more successful and less stressful. Start start by creating some margin in your life. Move away from the edge just a bit. Oh, oh, you might think it's cool like I did when I was younger. You might think it's cool to live on the edge, but let me tell you that it's not sustainable, and it's highly stressful, and it's unwise, and you'll eventually burn yourself out. You see, most people who experience burnout do so because they live life without margin. I used to brag about not taking a vacation. I used to brag, well, I hadn't had a vacation in three years. Well, you idiot. I used to brag about not taking a vacation. I used, to, I used to brag about how many hours a week that I worked. I used to brag about breaking records in production. Listen, there was a time that I was at, I was in charge of, and if it, it didn't happen unless I pushed it, every event in the church. I was pretty dumb. Pretty dumb. How foolish. Wisdom says life is a marathon and it's not a sprint. Let me tell you, you can only run full speed for a little distance. Even the greatest runners, they can only run full speed for a little distance. On the other hand, you can walk briskly for miles. God says six days you should work and the seventh you should rest. What is God saying? God is saying build margin into your life. Oh, this sermon don't sound very spiritual to me. It's highly spiritual. Very practical, but it's highly spiritual because it's the Word of God. 
And God understood how we were made. He understood because he made us and he created us. And that's why he built in this system called the Sabbath. It's also called margin. But not only should we live with margin in our time, live with margin in the area of your tendencies. Tendencies. Numbers 4.18, Galatians uh, 3 and 13. The Bible talks about generational curses. I'll be quite honest with you. I've had a real problem with this thing called generational curses, and especially the way some people teach it, and I tend to stay away from it, and it's kind of spooky to me, kind of with generational curses. But let me help you with it because it helps me, okay? A generational curse in its simplest form is simply a weakness or a tendency that is handed down to us from previous generations. See, all of us are like our parents or our grandparents to some degree. We carry their DNA in us. We, we share their strengths, but we also, we also share their weaknesses. See, some of the things that I didn't like about my mom and my dad... Find them in me. Once we discover these tendencies that have been handed down to us or the tendencies that we have have developed on our own, we need to learn to manage these tendencies and build in margins or safeguards around these particular tendencies. Learn to live with margin in the area of your particular tendency. I don't know what your tendency is. It's different in everyone. Maybe your tendency is a tendency to anger easily. I mean, you got a temper. Maybe your tendency is a tendency to have an addictive personality. You tend to overdo everything that you do because you You have a tendency that has been handed down to you, a tendency to have an addictive personality. doesn't mean you have to be an addict. It just means you have the tendency toward that. That's why you have to safeguard it. That's why you have to build in margins in this area. Maybe your tendency is a tendency to be overly critical. It could be a tendency toward lust. It could be a tendency toward greed or insecurity. Everyone's tendency is different. I have a tendency to be too sweet. (laughs) Mild-mannered. Or maybe not. Let me give you three tips on how to live with margin in the area of your tendency. First of all, guard your gateways. Guard your gateways. See, we are tempted in the area of our weakness. See, Satan knows what our, what our weaknesses or our tendencies are, and, and, and that's where he tempts us. He doesn't tempt us with our strengths. He tempts us where we're vulnerable. He tempts us where we have a tendency or a bend toward something. 
Now, we need to understand that our gateways or our entry points are our eyes, our ears, our mind, and our heart. So to live with margin in the areas of our tendencies, we must guard these gateways. So, so therefore, be careful what you allow your, allow your eyes to see. Be careful what you allow your ears to hear. Be careful what you allow your mind to think about. Be careful about what your heart harbors. Guard these gateways. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 22 says, Run from anything that stimulates youthful lusts. Not only do you need to guard your gateways, but the second thing you need to do is you need to gather people around you who are strong in the area where you are weak. See, see, the problem is we tend to gather people around us who think, act, and speak just exactly like we do. Because birds of a feather, yeah, they flock together. And, 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 and that's okay to a degree if these are healthy people who can add value to our life. But we should also gather people around us or us gather around them if necessary. What kind of people? People who are ahead of us on the journey people who are wiser than us, people that are more mature than us, people that are more stable and more consistent than we are, people who are strong in the areas where we are weak. Paul says in Romans chapter 15, verse 1 and 2, he says, we who are strong must help those who are weak. He goes on to say, we should help others do what is right and build them up in the Lord. And then 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 22 the Bible says to enjoy the companionship, enjoy the companionship with those, those who's he talking about? He says enjoy the companionship with those, those who, those who call on the Lord with pure hearts. Third thing we need to do, and that is we need to generate an accountability system. Generate an accountability system. For example, if you have a tendency to Procrastinate, then give someone permission to ask you if you've started your project yet. Give someone permission then later to ask you where you are in the process. If you have a tendency in the direction of lust, give some trustworthy person, say trustworthy. Give some trustworthy person permission to check your phone and check your computer randomly. Not every Monday we're going to, no, randomly. Check your phone and check your computer for any pornography use or questionable activity. If you have a tendency to be reckless with money, then get someone to help you develop and stick with a budget. Have monthly meetings with them where you are expected to give an account of every dime you spend. See, everyone battles certain tendencies. And if left ignored, these tendencies will become actual experiences. Build yourself some margin into these areas. Build a wall around them and then put up a flashing sign that says, keep out. Because the tendencies that you acted on this past year can be the tendencies that you manage this next year. And you manage them by creating margin in these areas, these gateways, through the three things I just gave to you. All right, let's talk about one more thing we need to build margin into, and that is you need to learn to live with margin in the area of your treasure. 
First Timothy chapter 6 and verse 10 says, For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Notice it didn't say that money was the root of all evil. It says the love of money. I want to give you three tips on how to live with margin in the area of finances. First tip is this. Decide what is truly valuable to you in life. Decide what is truly valuable to you in life. Now, to to determine the value of something, ask yourself this question. That is, how much time am I willing to devote to this? How much time am I willing to devote to this? Because the amount of time that we are willing to devote to something reveals how much we value it. Luke 12 and 15, Jesus said, life is not measured by how much you own. I would add to this, and I know we have to be really careful adding to something Jesus said, but I think I'm going to be okay here. I would add to this, and I would say, life is not measured by how much you own, but by what you allow to own you. To live with margin in the area of your treasure, decide what is truly valuable to you in life, and then, and then once you decide what is truly valuable to you in life, then divide your finances according to these values. Does that make sense? See, when I teach on finances, I, people to, I tell people to decide what they want to do with their money. Most people have never even asked the question, what do, I've got this money, what do I want to do with it? They just start doing But they don't even ask them, what do I want to do with my money? Not just the paycheck I hold in my hands or that was just deposited into my account. But I'm talking about with all I have, what what do I want to do with my money? What is most important to me? Ask yourself, what do I want to do with my money? What do you want to do with your money? Do you want to live in it? If you want to live in it, then you'll have a a nice big home. What what do you want to do with your money? Do you want to drive your money? You think you're driving your car. Most of your cars are driving you. What what do you want to do with your money? You You want to eat your money? I'm not going to say anything else. What do you want to do with your money? Oh, do you want to play and party with your money? What do you want to do with your money? Do you want it to help you create family memories? True story. Man reluctantly took his family on vacation. After the vacation, son said to his best friend, best time of my life. Dad said to his friend, just wasted a week. Could have been working. Could have made some money. What do you want to do with your money? Does it always make sense to take a vacation? It doesn't always make sense to take a vacation. And by the way, you don't have to go to Mickey World to have vacation. If you can afford, awesome. That's great. That's wonderful. But take, just, just take a T-I-M-E vacation, however you do it. 
What, what do you want to do with your money? Do, do you want it to bring you security for your future? I don't know about you, but I don't want to eat Alpo when I'm old. What do you want to do with your money? Do you want to invest it in eternal values? Do you want to leave everything behind you when you die? Or do you want to have sent a whole lot ahead of you to where you're going? Divide your money according to what is truly valuable to you. See, see, if you don't have a plan for your finances, if you don't develop margin in your finances, your money's going to be all gone and you're not even going to have a clue where in the world it all went. Listen, hear me this morning. Listen, listen. If you build margin into your finances, which includes a budget and in that budget is included savings and investing, then, then, guess what happens when emergencies arise? And they will. When emergencies arise, you'll be able to cover them with your savings. And when old age creeps up on you, and it will, you'll be able to retire comfortably because you invested wisely over many Is this okay today? Let me give you my third tip on building margin in this area. Discern the true cost of debt. Discern the true cost of debt. Because debt costs you much, 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 much more than the figure on the bottom line of your mortgage or financing sheet. It costs you more hours at work. It costs you less time with your family. It costs you more stress. It causes you, or it costs you less peace of mind. It costs you less money and less time to do the things that you really want to do. And the list goes on and on and on. Discern the true cost of debt. Proverbs 22 and 7 says the borrower is a slave to the lender. So, so build some margin. Build some margin into your finances. You will never, ever regret it. You know, I've never had someone go through my financial class and actually do what I teach. I've never had anyone go through my financial class, actually do what I teach. I've never had anybody come back to me later and say, I regret, I regret implementing the principles and the teachings you taught. Never has happened. But over and over and over I hear people, I get texts, I get emails, I get personal responses from people saying, thank you. Thank you for your teaching. Thank you for your training. Thank you for helping me get online with my finances and get some margin in my Life. By the way, these teachings are available on our website. The takeaway from the message today is simply this. Much of our stress is self-inflicted. Much of our stress is self-inflicted. Margin can drastically, drastically reduce stress and allow you to actually enjoy life. I believe one of the keys to ensuring 2019 will be a better year than 2018 was is to begin living with margin in every area of our life. Live on the edge? Not a chance. Live on the edge? No way.
Move back some from the edge and give yourself some margin. Father, I just pray that you'll take this practical teaching today based totally and completely upon your word. God, I pray that you'll help us not get caught up in the rat race, not get up so caught up in the American dream that it becomes the American nightmare. God, the Bible says we're in this world, but we're not of this world. And God, forgive us for adopting the same philosophies that the world has. Forgive us for listening to wrong voices. Help us to learn to listen to your voice. Help us to learn to read your word. Help us to not just be a hearer of your word. But God, may we take practical steps to implement your word into our lives. In Jesus' name.